20 years ago, whatever it was, my company, we won best in show at this trade <laughs> show that we were at. This, it was a, like, what are you like, dog? It was kind of, no. <laughs> <laughs> Our poodle was perfectly. They put groomed. a medal around my neck and I barked. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Metalworking Nation, Jason Zenger here. Do you know I operate on NetSuite, the ERP when you need one source of truth for all of your data, your CRM, your accounting, your operations, everything. If this is you, you should know these three numbers 36,025 and one. 36,000, that's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. One, because your business is one of a kind. So you get customized solution for all of your KPIs in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage your risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need all in one place. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com chips. That's netsuite.com slash chips to get your own KPI checklist. netsuite.com slash chips. Do it now. Sex sells, Nick, and I feel like it's corrupting the initiative to bring women into manufacturing. I know it does, man. It always has. But we brought in a new guest host who's going to talk about this. Yeah, well, I don't identify as a woman, so... Welcome to Making Chips. As manufacturing leaders, we go through seasons, seasons of struggle and seasons of celebration. But if you are connected to a community of leaders, you will be equipped to make the most of the peaks and you'll be inspired to move quickly through the valleys. What you will hear is not just our opinion. It is the battle-tested testimonial and advice of a manufacturing leader just like you. So listen up and take notes. Welcome to Making Chips Seasons. So who's this new guest host? Yeah, so we have in the studio with us today, she grew up in manufacturing, started out in shipping and receiving, inventory management, engineering, but she also does programming, worked as a machinist, and basically everything other in between. But now she's the president of H&M Clothing. Oh, cool. I mean, H&M Manufacturing. H&M Manufacturing. You guys, I was about to say, I can retire if it's H&M Clothing. I don't need to do this anymore. It's always so funny because whenever I think about Nicole, I always say H&M Manufacturing. And then she always corrects me. She's like, yeah, nope, when you were texting like, H&M, she's like, no, it's H&M. <laughs> Nicole, we're so happy to have Welcome you Welcome to the show, Nicole. It's great Thanks, to have guys. you as our newest guest host. So we're talking about a controversial topic today. Yeah. We're talking about what is a woman in, in manufacturing. manufacturing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and then what else do we have on the menu? So before we get there, we want to talk about what the chip is on your shoulder. And you have something for us today, don't you? Nick? Yeah, we were talking about it with Nicole too. And I showed her this post and I was like, what do you think about this? Is this is going to be kind of a ranty type episode in general, isn't yeah, it? So yeah. like chip on your shoulder is going to be very apropos for the rest of the episode. You know, I think we need some music to get us like really in the ranty mood. Let's go. Are you tired of putting out fires? 
Is the coolant starting to go bad? Are your cutting tools edgy, or is that just how you're feeling? Chances are, we've been there too. So, we have to ask, what's the chip on your shoulder? All right, so Nicole, when I read this to you, and it's from our buddy, Chris Lukey. He posted it on LinkedIn, and he writes, create helpful content that people genuinely enjoy, not self-serving content that you wish people would enjoy. And then the comment is what you and I were talking about. This guy writes, Sean Dotson writes, how do you explain some of the quote-unquote influencers that continually just post highly staged, filtered selfies, rarely discuss their niche, and they have over 100K followers? He says, while I agree with you 100% in theory, in practice, it seems the shallow and vapid seems to work better. Okay, so... I agree with Sean and I understand that whole premise because there are times where even I am like, maybe I should start doing that. I know what you're saying, Nicole. (laughs) I feel that same way. And I'm always hesitant to post on LinkedIn because I'm like, am I really adding value here? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, what are you posting? Is it a picture of yourself with a great filter on there and Jason's got no gray hair? Yeah. It's like, am I sitting on the beach saying, hey, happy Monday, everybody. Like, make it a great day. And it's like, do they really need that from me? Or do they need me to equip them with what they need to be a great leader? I think it's safe to say that neither you or I could effectively do the vacuous selfie post. Oh my God, you never know. (laughs) You never know who is out there that is looking for that from the two of you. That's looking for some inspiration. (laughs) I know. And But it's hard, but like there are a lot of people that have built up big followings by making those kind of vacuous posts. Yeah. And Sean's point is valid because he's like, it seems like in practice, it actually does seem to work to kind of like just take pictures of yourself and say dumb stuff. Yeah, but does it, right? I mean, I think if you look at the ROI, what are you really going to get out of it? Like, are you really reaching the senior buyers from a certain company that are going to come to you and say, hey, saw this post on LinkedIn. You look like you know what you're talking about. Your company looks like it Mm -hmm. knows what it's doing. Mm -hmm. I don't think so. I think if you look at the analytics and you want like an ego boost, that's fabulous. But if you're actually looking to gain business or gain notoriety in a very helpful and meaningful way, it's not the vibe. Yeah. So I get what you're saying. My pushback would be, we had Ted Lazinski from Motor City Spindle Repair. <laughs> oh, God. <who> <laughs> this was a few years ago, but we had him on. This was August of 2020. And his stance on this topic is just start machine gunning yourself everywhere. And you eventually will get to that senior buyer that's going to make a decision and just throw it all out there. And is that a good way to go? I don't know. It's almost like the booth babes, and we'll talk about it later. But like, yeah, yeah they bring people in, and then it's like, are they the right people? Is but your here's point. The it becomes thing, your brand. Yes, it does become your brand because people will associate. And that I don't want that to you. be my brand. No, but also remember, things don't last forever. So right now, this could be what everyone thinks is the next big wave of social media following, and maybe in three years from now. It's the complete opposite where people are looking for nerdy posts, actual things that are relevant to what's happening in their life or the business or maybe a problem. You never know because what I saw like a few years ago to what it is now, it's very different. So things change. Yeah, I've seen some differences in the engagement on LinkedIn now versus how it used to be years ago. Yeah, like 
the post that we had that went so viral where you posted about a micron mm-hmm. and it was like an sure. infographic right. that showed the right it had like two thousand like, likes and yeah hundreds like it of went reposts. super well. yeah so I think yeah. there are people who genuinely are real leaders in manufacturing and they want to have real manufacturing conversations but it is discouraging because you want like the stupid behavior which I'll just call it what it is yeah. you want that to like not be rewarded and you do see like so much engagement okay but like, LinkedIn is now to me becoming the Facebook and Instagram that it never was I remember the days where it was truly a professional site. It's not. So it's not anymore. Maybe yeah. LinkedIn is going to be the new Facebook and then some other platform is going to come where gonna it's merge. just going to be like a business platform where none of that stuff. Yeah. What's showcase. Maybe I should do an experiment and start doing all of my LinkedIn posts after doing like 50 pushups and well, wearing like a tank a top. And but it's still like a <laughs> legit. Get a nice pump going. Yeah. I'm going to get a nice pump going. Do a LinkedIn picture. I'll like or it. Like, no worry. Yeah, just go the yeah. other way where you Should put I do one that, of those, like, Please do. I'll be the first one to like it and probably repost it for you. So well, if you're going to repost it for me, then there you, you go. could do like the little uh, Snapchat filter that turns you into a, like a cat with big eyes. Ooh. <laughs> no, Is that what that. you identify as, Jason? I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. All right. So let's move on. So, Nicole, in all seriousness, Sex does sell. You know what I mean? And it seems like that whole notion of women in manufacturing, it's being corrupted a little bit. Like that initiative and Making Chips has been talking about this for years since like our first 10 episodes. We had this initiative of like, how do we attract women into manufacturing? How do we bring on guests that are women where we're highlighting them and showing that they do make an impact in manufacturing? But has that notion of women in manufacturing corrupted that initiative? Yeah, yeah. So I think like if I were to show a feed, yeah, like we just talked about on LinkedIn, I sit my daughter down next to me and be like, "Hey, look at all these people in my world and like what they post." I'm concerned that most of the female posts that I would see like don't actually really say anything about manufacturing, right? Like we talked about. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? So I feel like it's a fifty-fifty split on this, right? Because it matters who you follow. So the algorithms, if you're following certain people, they're always going to be on your feed. If you like it or your friends like it, it's always going to be in your face. And so for that, I would say defriend, yeah, unfriend, like block, get rid, block, or yeah. just like you don't want those notifications because there are other women like myself who really truly try to get other women interested in it. And I've done a ton of mentorship on it. I'm always getting interns coming in. I try to choose like 16, 17, 18 year olds, try to get them to kind of understand what manufacturing is and like nurture them through it. And then I like to take them to other networking events that I go to. So if, whether it's MHUB, whether it's TMA, whether it's IMA, whether I take them with me to DC, I think it's important for them to see other women in manufacturing. Making so, an impact. Totally. Yeah. That look like you, that sound like you, that may be a little bit different than you, but at least everyone kind of looks the same and isn't dialed up and beautiful and the filters. Like in the physical networks, it's not exactly. three out of five have no real manufacturing substance. It's like all of them pretty much do because why else would you be there? Right. And so I think the problem that we're having is that the superficial aspects are plowing in and we're not getting reality. So I wish that women in manufacturing, women, I wish they would post more. I wish they would spotlight more engineers. NAM, they still do a good job with their step ahead awards. I know they changed it recently, but I think getting these types of women that are in procurement, that are in engineering. the engineering aspect, that have like gone through the ropes, who started in shipping and receiving and had grant money and they did this and they did that. That's what we really need to be constantly promoting and putting out there so that girls 
like your daughter's age and older, like, hey, that makes sense. That looks cool. That looks great. I would love to do that. Yeah. Right. So yes. you're talking more from like an inspiration standpoint. Yeah. Like we need to inspire the next generation of women to, if they're going to pursue a career path, manufacturing is a great place to go to. And it's beyond just the sex appeal of, I can be in a sales and marketing position and attract a bunch of followers to myself because there's a bunch of dirty dogs out there that want to like and comment and think that they're going to get a date with you. Totally. Well, I mean, <laughs> Sorry, was that a bit of a rant? No, but I get a lot of DMs with guys asking me out. It's the funniest thing. I'm sure you thing. do. Oh, like, yeah. um, no, but God yeah. bless. You shot your shot. No, thank you. But I will say what does suck about the sex is selling and corrupting is I feel bad for the other girls that are out there that don't look like that and they think that you have to look like that. Great point. Get, Great point. Yes. Yeah, to get a like or to get some sort of influence and I think that really sucks, especially yes. for manufacturing when there's not a lot of women in general. I, when they see that and they're like, oh, wow, like, like is that what <laughs> I this don't look is? that beautiful. Like, yeah, yeah, like you don't have to to be a woman in manufacturing. You don't have to be wearing a dress in a provocative manner, manner yeah. in order to be a woman in manufacturer who's successful on social media. Yeah. As a matter of fact, you don't have to post pictures of yourself ever. Totally. 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 But it is true. Like it seems like it's sales and marketing oriented positions where you see most of the posting, obviously, because that's the side of the business that does social media more than others. But what about engineering or actually running a machine or things like that? How do we get more awareness towards those functions of the business, the finance, the operations, the engineering? That's really what we're trying to promote with this episode. Yeah. And you've been through all that. I have. And that's why I'm constantly, if you look at all of my posts, I'm in them for my personal stuff, right? But for the company, you never see me outside of some things because I'm always trying to promote the guys or what's happening with the interns or people in here. Because I think it's important to kind of job shadow and show like, we're working on something cool. Look what's happening here. This person just had an anniversary. Bringing real life perspective is super key. And that's what we have to do. We have to promote other departments with other women in it, or maybe not. It doesn't matter. I think we're getting so crazed about women, 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 that we're kind of forgetting there's others out there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that 80% of the manufacturing industry is actually men. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we should be doing more to grow the 20%. Yeah, totally. Of course. More involved, but we can't but, forget about the 80%. And we don't want to make this whole episode on just like pointing out all the silly stuff. Right. Because like, the point is, you're an example of what we need more of, a lot more of. And so, like, how do we shine oh, the spotlight Nick. on that? I'm a, I'm, a teddy bear. I'm a teddy bear. But yeah. yeah, so, but I hear what you're saying. It's like the zeitgeist or what people want to talk about. It's the it's spirit just, of the age yeah, right now. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. 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 But I mean, there is a big impact that men have made, but we need to attract more women to the manufacturing industry. But then you got to think to yourself, has the pendulum swung too far. So if you think about like the trade shows that you go to, I'm not going to name any names because I don't even have any gut feeling on how they do it. But like promoting women in manufacturing is a good thing. 100%. I am 100% aligned with that. But I'm just going to talk about my industry. So I sell tools like I'm an industrial distributor and we have our industrial supply association. And I'm inundated by emails about women. I don't even know what they call it because obviously I'm not going to those events. But I'm inundated by these women in our industry, women in industrial supply, let's call it. And it's like, okay, well, are there any events for me? You know what I mean? And so like, can I come? Yeah. Yeah. Well, can I come to the main conference or is there not going to be any educational events for me? And so can the pendulum swing so far that you've all of a sudden ostracized another whole group of your people there? Now, I don't think that there needs to be a men in manufacturing. I don't think that that's a viable group that needs to be promoted simply because 
because they're already there. But we need to make sure that we're including everybody at these events. I agree. To me, I've seen it in so many aspects where I think there should still be women events, right? At a conference, there should be kind of like a twofold scenario, right? I think it'd be great to have certain women panel discussions, and then you can network with other women and find people that are like you, but then open it up to be like, okay, now we're going to network with everybody. Because at the end of the day, we all have to work with each other. It's not just women and women. It's not just men and men. We're all together in this. And actually, some of my mentors have not been women. They've all been men. (laughs) And so to me- I would imagine. Yeah. yeah, To me, it's just like, we can't keep doing this. So my question is, you guys as- Cis white male. <laughs> oh, that's only Nick. I'm not. Okay. No. I'm not white. You're not cis. I'm not white. <laughs> no, just kidding. Yeah. You know, like, but how does it make you feel to I'm kind Polish. of be on like the back burner now? Yeah. Well, I'm with Jason. I'm with you. Like, I'm for promoting women, minorities in manufacturing 100%. But kind of like how we talked about too much of the spotlight gets shined on the ugliness. Like, people are prejudiced, people are racist, people are whatever. I'll be real. I don't see it. Almost ever. If I saw it, I would say I would see it. Yeah. Like I'm around manufacturing leaders who are just like, can you do this job? Right. Because I don't care what you are. Because we need people yeah. really bad. You yeah. Can, can you produce a part? That's the question. Yeah. Not what color are you? Right. Or what's your and sex? And like, think about our <laughs> yeah. Think about our guest host. Can you produce a part on time and within tolerance? Yeah. Like, well, usually not on time. I feel like everyone needs to throw that question out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but think about our guest hosts. Like we weren't like, hey, let's have women guest host group and African American guest host group and whatever. Right. We were just like, hey, let's bring let's bring good great representative smart sample. Yeah. Of leaders yeah. in this industry. Who could and, equip and inspire manufacturing leaders, because right. that's our mission. And so we have a good mix of everybody, and we didn't really kind of think of it through the lens of like, how do we make it about like the divisions among us or the segments among we us? We did think about the fact that we do need to broaden the appeal yeah. of manufacturing and one of the easiest way to broaden your appeal to a particular group of people, be it women or another demographic, is to have someone that they can look up to that looks like them. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Totally. So there's nothing wrong with that, but like, I agree. you need to just be careful, again, that the pendulum is going to swing too far in the other direction. I don't think I'm on the back burner necessarily, like as no, a cis white male. No, like, no. So it doesn't really bother me. But I'm with you, Nick, in that I've never seen instances of racism or sexism in our industry that's widespread. I think it's like pretty evenly spread compared to any industry. Yeah. There's problem people everywhere. I will say, I'm remembering yeah. right now, this was like eight years ago. I was in a shop somewhere in the South and someone said something that was like really offensive and racist. Yeah. And I just remember looking at him like, yeah, what's wrong with you? I lost respect for you. But I'm in shops a third of my year every year. Yeah. One time I remember it. Yeah. So it's not like I see these certain groups of people aren't welcome here. Everyone's like super freaking welcome. Yeah. Like, please get into this trade. So I think we kind of, in trying to promote some of the minority groups, we kind of make a monster out of the Something that's not a population. monster. Yeah. And where there might not be a monster there. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. Hey, Jason, what's the first thing you think of when I say the word setups? You're not making chips. <laughs> yeah, and you're right. not making money. Yeah, exactly. It's one of the biggest battles that can hold you back as a manufacturer. Absolutely. So enter the Lean Setup Guide from Pro Shop. Okay, what's that? This guide can help anyone, whether you're a Pro Shop user or not, but Pro Shop users have experienced a 50% reduction in setup time because the software builds these lean principles into their process. Yeah, so it's a totally free download. You can go to proshoperp.com slash 50 and you can get your copy of the lean setup guide. Bam. So Nick, you also wanted to rant on the whole booth babe thing, didn't you? 
<laughs> Before we go to you, Nick, how about Nicole? What's your thoughts? How have you seen the changes in the booth, babe? And what's your thoughts yeah. on that in general? I'd oh like God. to hear from you so first. So funny. So I still remember to this day going to IMTS in 2012. And I think I was like 24. And they thought that I was supposed to be at a booth. And so one of the guys were like, hey, they're literally on right now. You need to run over oh, there. No. And I looked at him and I was like, the audacity. I was like, you know what? Yeah, absolutely. I'm on my way. Because like, what am I going to say to them? <laughs> just like, fine. Along. Fine. I was like, that means I'm hot. So yay. I'll take that as a compliment. Nice. But that's okay. Because one day you'll see me in a completely different form and light and you'll feel stupid. And so I hope that guy has seen me somewhere on LinkedIn he today and has, knows yeah. What I'm all about. Considering you were like the cover of IMTS magazine. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. So he's probably thinking that booth babe that I met in 2012 (laughs) really made something of herself. Are you against the booth babe? Okay. Yes. And so I don't want to be a girl that's like a hater. I've always thought that like women should express themselves how they want to. And like, God bless, do you. I've always said like, I'm never going to yuck your yum if that's what you want to do on you. But to me, because it was the struggle to get respect from at HM or H&M clothing, which I sometimes wish it was with my dad and not really knowing the craft or manufacturing and then trying to really make it for myself. To me, it takes away from what I've been trying to do. For me, I'm a tough cookie. I have thick skin, so nothing really bothers me. So when that guy said that, I was like, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. So I've got two thoughts on this topic. The first and most important one is I've got a daughter and when I think about her, whenever I think about that, I'm like, I wouldn't want her to be in that situation. And I want her to understand that there's more power in modesty than there is in the opposite of modesty. What would that be? Vanity. Yeah. So there's more power. No, it wouldn't be vanity. But anyway, there's more... Haughtiness. Yeah, whatever it is. There's more... I would say that there's... (laughs) Let's break up like thesaurus right now. Well, (laughs) H-A-U-G-H-T-Y. I would say that just in general, as far as a woman having power, she's going to have more power in modesty than she is anything else. She's going to have more power in saying no than in saying yes. And so I want my daughter to understand that that's not the right direction for you to go to. But then I've also got a confession to make. So circa 25 years ago, okay, or 20 years ago, whatever it was, my company, we won best in show at this trade <laughs> show that we were at. This It was a, like, what are you like, dog? It was kind of, no. Yes. <laughs> Our poodle was perfect. They put a medal around my neck and I barked. (laughs) No, no, but seriously, like it was like a local trade show. And, you know, we had the Makita girl there. Yeah. And I'm sure that that's the only reason we won. Yeah. Was she probably decent looking? I mean, she wasn't dressed terribly. Let's be honest. We attracted more of a crowd than I thought it was what everybody your, else did. Your tank top with a pump. Well, that was part of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so I mean, I have some regret as far as that goes, but yeah, but it was that was the, the times back I know, then. You can't I know. regret it when I know. that was literally what was happening. It's the same thing. Like as I see the shows change, right? I'm glad. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to kill someone and, right. and be mad over things that were super common back yeah. then. So here's my rant. What are you attracting them to? Right? right. So if you're attracting them to dancing and stuff, then you're attracting them to the wrong thing. But like my wife, I think she's a good looking girl and I outkicked my coverage by far, but she was asked by a local company like, hey, will you come be at the IMTS? Why was she asked? Because she's like, we have a family business. It's a big restaurant. So she's like a hostess. She's got that charismatic personality totally. for her whole life. And she's like, all right, Nick, you're going to be in Chicago all week. What do you think about me getting paid to go there too? And I was like, 
what are you going to be doing? And there was like a line dancing team. Like a and I thought she was kind talk- of vibe? Well, they do like their little skirts and cowgirl hats and they do their silly little dance to attract people to the booth. I was like, you're not doing that. She's like, no, they want me to wear a nice pencil skirt and a blouse and like talk to people and guide them to the right person. I'm like, you can do that. That's fine. And then the following year, she was like doing the same thing at our booth. And she represents the family business. Like yeah. she knows, oh, you want this? You should talk to this person. She doesn't work in my family business. She's got the restaurant thing on her side. Right. But like, I don't think there's anything wrong with a nice hostess who can get somebody something, escort people to a conference room, scan some badges, guide people in the right way. But it's like, what are you attracting them to? Are you attracting them to some stupid body painting thing? That would be like, if I wouldn't feel comfortable with my wife doing it or my daughter doing it, then to me, that's where the red flag starts. Yeah, but that's why I'm so excited that things have changed, right? Because more women are entering manufacturing in different sectors. And so, I mean, just even IMTS in 22, I've never seen so many women walk a floor that were engineers, that had some sort of buying power. I mean, it was the coolest thing to finally see. And I was like, hell yes, we're making it. We've made it. So what IMTS is doing as far as having those symposiums for women, having those all for it. Cocktail parties for women is working and it's great. And I'm glad that they're doing it because it's getting done what we want to do. We're attracting them to what we want to. But that's where there's a difference because IMTS is running a professional organization. And so they're doing it the right way. Right. And right. that's important is to do it the right way. But this kind of theme, what are we attracting them to that we keep talking about? So I had a thought today. I want to figure out how to get my daughter like exposed to this industry. Yeah. She's eight. And her and my son, who's five, are constantly like, Mom, will you print this? Will you print this? They steal her phone and they find coloring book pages and then she has to print them and then they color them in. And I was like, you know how much cooler it would be if instead of a Ninja Turtle 2D that they color in, they're able to like 3D print their own little action figure or their Pokemon or their little whatever my daughter's into. Her and I talked about it. That's what we're doing for Christmas this year. We're going to get them like a kind of child-centered 3D printer. Yeah, that's awesome. And follow the same thing Titan taught his daughter on. Like follow that same initiative. Now she doesn't even realize it, but she's learning 3D modeling and that kind of stuff. And then she can paint them and make her little action figures. Yeah. That's attracting them to something that could lead into a career. Yeah. Let me know what 3D printer you come up with. I have to do some re- yeah. I'm going to ask Titan actually. Well, because, well, yeah, because I've been looking through doing the same thing yeah. and I'll kind of talk to you through some of the challenges that I ran to okay. also. But on the same theme though, right? When all these kids start to get these kind of like fun 3D gadgets, do you think that's going to start helping the promotion of getting kids into manufacturing? You think that stigma is still going to be, I like it, but I don't want them to do it. Or I like it, but no. I think it's changed because I think people have realized that manufacturing isn't dirty anymore. And so when they see that they can 3D model and print something in their home, I think that that makes them think, okay, manufacturing is a viable career for my kid. That doesn't mean that they're standing in this dirty shop. Do you remember when we had Stephen Cochrane on or Cochrane, however you say his name? Yep, the gamer. Yeah, and he was talking about Roblox, that game that's so popular yep. where you yeah. like basically model things up. Yep. And so let's say they're into that game or they're into 3D printing and now they're, well, I can get paid to do this. I can get paid to use these same skills and actually make real parts. Yeah. I don't get to make action figures all day, but I get to use those skills that I learned when I did. So that's where I think we kind of have to tailor like our recruiting strategy to, hey, these skills that you already know because you know how to code something or you know how to 3D print something or you know how to model something. Here's how you like actually build a career with that stuff that you enjoyed when you were eight, nine, ten years old that you never stopped developing. Yeah, absolutely. That was episode 309 in April of 2022. Okay. Yeah. He's and an I awesome think guy. that's where we need leaders in this industry to start going to schools and start talking. 
right? Get out of the office, go talk, go explain what's happening in manufacturing. And I kind of throw this out to the women too, like we need to be doing it. So your engineers, your senior, whoever you are at any company, you should be going and saying, here we are. It means so much more coming from uh, Nicole than it would a Nick, you know, like, hey, I think you should get into manufacturing. Whereas you, they're like, I want to be like her. Yeah. So I think that's awesome. So how would we define a woman in manufacturing? It's a great question. I've got my thoughts. Oh, boy. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I'm trying I to ask you. There's so many ways you can define. Let's start there. Well, yes. <laughs> yes, totally. I think it's multifaceted. Like for me, what I think women in manufacturing is it's a passion. It's a love okay, for she's manufacturing. Got a love for manufacturing a yeah, she's got to be passionate about it. She's got to give back, right? She's got to mentor and she should have knowledge of manufacturing. Okay. Like what is love out it. on your shop floor? Yeah. What is happening? She should be probably inspiring the next generation. She should probably be mentoring the next generation of women. She'd be using her sexiness to promote herself or should she just rely on her inspiration and and her wits yeah because if you're a good looking girl no matter how you dress you're going to get the attention right to me what separates a lot of people is your knowledge and your love for a certain thing so for me i love manufacturing and it's crazy because i never thought i would like when i came in here i was like this is not what i want to do and within a year i was like this is exactly what I want to do. I love it. And so for me, I give back. I'm not asking for anything in return. So I think that's what it is. Like you have to be genuine because people will gravitate towards that. So yeah, you have to love it and you have to know what you're talking about. And if you want to do the sex sells, God bless, go do it. But I don't think that's a good long-term game. Yeah, you have game. to have real manufacturing substance because yeah, it you doesn't do. make quality parts. It might sell, but it doesn't make quality parts. So going back to that, do you think that the women that are using that sexiness aspect of it to promote themselves as a woman in manufacturing, do you think that they're possibly frustrating the women that maybe don't have that natural charisma in front of the camera from finding their own tribe of women that could follow them based on their intelligence and contribution to the manufacturing industry. Does I mean, that make sense? It totally does. I think so. But here's the thing with that. You can't make everybody happy. <laughs> That's true. Right. So <laughs> I'm a girl. I said this in another podcast. I wear six inch heels. I love to dress up. I love to wear my dresses. They're tight. They're form flattering. That's me. Right. But I can talk the talk and I can walk the walk. Right. And so who knows that whatever I post and do my thing, that there's not haters on the other end being like, oh, my God, here she goes again. Yeah. She's so annoying. The haters Very, will be there regardless always. of yeah. whether they're and so, valid. Right. So no matter what I do, even if I'm in a potato sack and I have no makeup on and I look hella crazy, <laughs> right, doesn't necessarily mean that that introverted engineer is going to think that I'm helping her in any way. Right. So that's why I always say. The best thing you can do is to reach out to other women via LinkedIn or whatever and just start a conversation, right? Because you just don't know. But those people that don't feel comfortable are never going to feel comfortable no matter what that influencer or what that woman in manufacturing is. Yeah, they're just haters regardless. Yeah. Is there something that you would say to that woman that isn't going to wear the six-inch heels or wear form-fitting dresses but has a lot to contribute? Yeah, do you and post. Okay. Because I think that that is super badass. Like, yeah. I have a ton of friends that don't look anything like me mm -hmm. in this industry. And yeah. I think that what they have to say is super valuable. And I love it. And I love that content. And I've had one woman who I think is absolutely fabulous. She's from Canada. She reached out to me directly. And all I say to her is just like post. And she's like, yeah, but like, I feel embarrassed. I go, don't. Yeah. Just post. Yeah, just you're do doing you something really do. awesome and valuable. Yeah. 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 I mean, I have a hard time too, because like, I don't want to make people following me just based on my physical attractiveness. <laughs> 
Don't worry about it. You're fine. I mean, it is really hard to concentrate right now. Let me tell you. <laughs> oh, boy. Gosh, you had to go there. This whole episode, you can't see this because it's an audio thing. But for the audience, Jason started with like a shirt on. And it's off. He's now got like baby oil all over his body. Like he's just been progressively shedding clothing. Well, you know, Nick, I do Pilates. And so I do have a six pack. Oh, is that what that is? Okay. All right. The community of authentic manufacturing leaders that are female. How do they do supporting each other? Do they get it right? Is there any areas where they don't get it right? Are they really doing well to like welcome new ladies in? Or do you see both sides? There's still a level of cattiness that is out there. And it's really interesting because there are certain people that I thought I was friends with. And the minute that like I got into certain scenarios or positions, it was an immediate backlash and the hater aid was real. And I was like, wow, that's so sad because at one point we were friends and we were talking about how we can help each other. And now, now you're ghosted because you No, not even ghosted, just truly like hated on and oh, commented really? on in every scenario. Texts are flying around. I mean, It just is what it is, right? But I think that's what's super sad is so while there is that initiative of women, 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 manufacturing, 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 it's sad because there's still a lot of women that don't want to help promote other women. And I think that's where the issue starts to come into play. So we can do a lot of things for women and promote them. But if you also don't have the other women that want to help promote and see other women succeed, that's not good too. And I think that also is because they want that spotlight. And so if there's one woman that's going to get it, that means there's not enough room for somebody else, which is not true. No. I agree. Well, this has definitely been an enlightening conversation. Yeah, your first guest hosted I know, episode. Crazy. I know. Thank you, super Nicole. controversial. I know. I know. We just <laughs> Might came out be of my last. I know. We came out of the gates <laughs> running. Canceled. Oh my goodness! <laughs> You're gonna get I, canceled. I'm gonna so get canceled. Now. You called me a cis white male, and you assumed that. So <laughs> whatever. Oh my goodness, Nicole. It's been a pleasure, and we're really happy to have you as a guest host. And if the audience wants to hear more from Nicole about Nicole. We've got two past episodes with Nicole. The first one is called New Generation, New Ways with Nicole Walter. It's from November of 2016. So seven years ago. (laughs) You were a baby. You were a baby back then. (laughs) So I think you just graduated high school and you were just just starting out in the shop. Hard foods. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) And then the second one, well, not too much later, was Shifting Gears at HM Manufacturing when crisis strikes on the shop floor. And that was a part one and part two. That was an awesome That was an impactful one. And that was from August of 2017. You should definitely go back and listen to both of those to hear more from Nicole. And we're about to drop a couple more episodes with Nicole. And we might even be dropping some episodes in email, right? I don't know why we said we might. Yeah, it's we, just, okay. we are. We might because Jason can't commit. Yeah, that's his <laughs> issue. In. So then like, me I'll and you there. can just do our own thing. <laughs> and you know what? We'll have you on speakerphone. <laughs> well, I just got to know if Making Chips got a budget for me to fly to email, I'm in. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. we'll, we'll talk about work. it. We'll, talk. <laughs> we'll cover like your drink on the airplane or something. Uh, thanks. <laughs> our currency here at Making Chips is that you share these episodes. So if you enjoy this episode, share it with another woman in manufacturing yeah, or even another man in manufacturing. And share Either with way, us love what it. you thought of it. If you go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, however you listen to us, give us a rating and give us a review. Yeah, we appreciate give us that. five stars. And even if you don't think we're funny, just tell us we're funny just to make us feel good about and ourselves. Tell Jason that he's attractive because <laughs> yeah. he's been really seeking that. I know attention. he won't stop. Tell me that I have good biceps and I'm very funny. <laughs> or don't. Actually, what we should do. I'm to just end this Like episode. I really don't. That's not my currency. I could care less. Now I know. Now he's trying to be super modest. It's more of a joke than anything. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole, do you know how we end the show? Do you know our tagline? <sighs> yes, because I got yelled at for not knowing it. Oh, so wow. now I By do. Jason, did I yell at you? It was nope. Roy Rage. No, it wasn't me. All right, it good. Wasn't I don't. You. I'm not a yeller. It was so. his Roy Rage from all of his <laughs> bicep. <laughs>
the oh, Pilates. No. Yeah, that's yeah, the Pilates. Yeah, will you sign us off then? I will. So how do we end it? If you are not making chips, you're not, you're making, not money. making money. Bam. Bam.